Welcome to the Speak In Flow podcast. Let's unleash your leadership voice. Listen in to the untold stories of high-performing leaders where they will reveal their golden takeaways to help you become fearless communicators and fast-track your career. Join us for the journey. Thanks for joining the conversation today. Are you curious on how you measure up with your ability to speak and flow? Come grab my free self-assessment at speakinflow.com forward slash assessment. This assessment only takes a couple minutes to fill out. You will get your results within five minutes. See how you measure up with your ability to speak and flow and an unshakable confidence. Take the assessment, click on the link in the comments, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, welcome to the Speak In Flow podcast. Today, I have the complete honor and pleasure of introducing my mentor, uh, someone who I own, you know, I owe the world to. She's a queen in my world. She has transformed me. Her name is Lynn Kirkham. Uh, she's the founder of Yes, You Can Speak for over 14 years, helped thousands of leaders, executives, entrepreneurs to help them overcome their fear of public speaking and really catapult their truest potential. She is a TEDx. Berkeley speaker coach. She, in 2017, inducted to the Hall of Happiness, which I think is so cool. She's so much to me. And I brought her on because I know that she is at the forefront of what public speaking means. And there's so much that we can all learn from her and her experiences and what she's done for her clients and so many people in our community. Welcome, Lynn, to the podcast. It's good to see you. Oh my gosh, Melinda, thank you. It's great to see you. I'm so excited for this conversation. I am too. You've helped thousands of leaders, so many, achieve so much success and true results. I'm going to ask you something just specific. One client, if you could just you know, think of one client that just comes up for you, because I liked for the um, the audience to hear the the real transformation that you can achieve um, just through one client that um, has really struggled with public speaking and what you have done to help this person. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, gosh, this brings to mind uh, someone by the name of Ed, and he's he went through my program. Uh, four years ago, four years ago. And he actually called me last week to work with him on, on something other than speaking. Um, and what he told me is that the work changed his life so much because he was an engineer mm -hmm. and he used to speak looking at his shoes. He's like, I was a typical engineer or you know, when I had to stand up and speak, I looked at my shoes. It's safer <laughs> there. It's safer there than these eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would, I would kind of like shuffle my feet mm -hmm. and, and, and he hated being in the spotlight. He just yeah. hated it. Yeah. And 
and he knew that he needed to rise. And so it was either do or die, right? You know, his career was at stake and um, he needed, he needed to shift it up. And, and what we realized after talking is that, you know, he grew up in an environment that was difficult, Mm -hmm. right? He had a parent that was really difficult and not as loving or compassionate as he needed. And because of that, it created some trauma on the inside and it made him doubt himself. And, and the doubts would come up when the stakes were the highest, right? When he was in front of his boss or his boss's boss or in front of customers, or, um, you know, if he had to present, God forbid he had to present at a conference, you know, it, that's when all the doubts would come up. And, and so he came to me and he just said, oh my gosh, we got to do something about this. And so we did. And fast forward four years later, he founded his own company. Yeah. He left the corporate world. He founded his own company. And no, not only did he found a great company, but he has raised over $300 million in funding, which mm-hmm you cannot do if you're looking at your shoes. <laughs> no way. So, so he, he it basically changed his whole life, which yeah. is so cool. And there is nothing more exciting to me. And I know the same for you, Melinda, because we've worked together so much is that when that light turns on inside of somebody, it, oh, it's like magic and it is magic. Right. And we just get goosebumps because it's, it's like that pure potential that somebody is that they've, you know, just kept in a little box is now released and it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, cause I was a speaker coach. I was actually marketing myself as a speaker coach and I was like, Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm confident. But then once I met you, you really, you, you took it, you took it so much deeper. You were able to help me eliminate my own negative thoughts, my own inner critic, which was still so high. It was like, you're not good enough. Who are you to speak? You're not smart enough. That was running for many, many years because my dad always told me you're not smart enough. And I believe that. And so if I had that belief inside me, how, who am I to stand up in front of an audience and really shine? But when you worked with me to eliminate, to let go of that old belief, I remember the day I felt it. I felt my whole body light up. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here with my audience. And I feel free. I feel like I could just communicate and talk and be with them. It's a completely different experience to speak and just communicate and say the words and still have an inner critic versus, hey, not have that inner critic anymore and just communicate and just be. I'm here. And so I'm I'm sure, I mean, can you tell me a little bit? And it sounds like with this, with the guy, with the engineer, he had the same, a lot of trauma from family, a lot of beliefs, old beliefs because of the mom. And then yeah. once you help them identify and let them go, he was able yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to get back to you for one second. Okay. You know, once you let go of all that stuff and you right. were able to just be, as you said, yeah. in front yeah. of people. Yeah. You, you were able to tap into a flow state Yes, and tapping into a flow state is one of the most beautiful things, you know, it's like, 
it's like, you're just sailing. It's Uh just, you've caught the wind and it's, you know, it's just the perfect breeze. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It's just perfect. And you're gliding and you're connected. You're connected with, you know, if you were literally out on a a sailboat, you'd be connected to the elements, right? You connected to the water, connected to the air, connected just to everything around you. And, and what's really cool is that when you're now in front of people, Melinda, I've seen it happen so many times with you where you do step into a flow state and you stay connected no matter what. You stay connected to your heart. You stay connected to the audience. And then you just trust, mm-hmm. which is not what you were able to do before because of all the trauma, because of what your dad told you. You weren't able to trust that you could step into a flow state because that's scary. Like to, to, because for a lot of us, it, it feels like we're giving up control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we're just letting go, we're giving up control of what is known. Right. And if you don't try really hard, yes. yeah. then the words aren't going to come out right. Yeah. And then you're again, not going to be smart enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when we let go, we don't know what's going to happen. And then, and then they might see us, they might see that we're not smart enough. And then it's, so it's like, almost almost like training wheels. It feels like training wheels to be in a box where when we write out our script or we practice and practice and practice, and we're just really not letting go to trust our words because we're so used to practicing our, our content. And then we just stay there. Yeah. I, I, I remember I used to practice like crazy, I like know. Crazy. you know, every word had to be perfectly scripted. And, and my problem is that I've got a pretty poor memory, <laughs> you know, I would try to memorize and, and that just didn't work. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember going to Toastmasters one day I was in a club and, and when I went to Toastmasters, like I don't know, 20 years ago or something. Um, We didn't have to memorize, you know, Mm -hmm. we could have notes up there and we could just, Mm -hmm. you know, we couldn't read it, but we could, we didn't have to memorize every single word. And, and um, in recent time, they really want you to memorize. And I remember going to the club, memorize every word and just go up. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I know. I know. So anyway, (laughs) it was just, oh my gosh, this lovely guy. He was just, he was just a lovely young man and he was giving his speech and you could tell that he wouldn't speak this way. You could tell he wouldn't naturally, you know, if, if he was having a conversation with you, same story, he wouldn't say the words that he wrote in that speech. Right. And, and I'm like, oh, wow, it's pretty perfectly written. It didn't feel authentic to me then, but I was quite impressed with how he was able to perform because it really Mm -hmm. was a performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then he was three quarters of the way through it Mm -hmm. and he forgot a word. Oh gosh. He forgot a word and he stood there yeah. Yeah. And he, his face went red and purple and oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he literally 
had to start over. <gasps> wow. He could not start like partway through. He didn't memorize it that way. So it completely derailed him. So moral of the story is don't memorize. <laughs> well, what do you think is happening at that moment when he completely forgot? What, what do you think is getting triggered in the, the body at that moment? What I think it is, uh-huh. not what it might have been is yeah. this need to be perfect. Yeah, totally. So I know I had that perfection gene. I know you had the perfection right. gene. Oh, yes. Right. And and most of the people that come to both you and I, you know, they have the perfection gene, so to right. speak. And it matters because uh, we they care. Like we care. Right. Like, that's the worst part. Like we care. And then we want to be perfect because we care so much. <laughs> right. But then we also care so much about being judged. Yes. Right. So it's not just caring for the audience. Right. It's and I mean, caring, yes, caring about that. Yeah. We're judged. that we're not judged. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. When we boil it down, yeah. down, down to like, what's at the core of it, it's don't judge me. Like, right. you know, you know, that, that, that thing that everybody who comes to you and I says, which is, oh my gosh, when I'm up in front of a group, all I can think of is what are they thinking of me? Mm-hmm. Right. Don't you get that? Oh, totally. Yes. Right. And where that's that judgment. From? Yeah. Where do you think those thoughts come from? Those thoughts come from not being good enough, being told that you're not smart enough or good enough, or being compared to an older sibling or, um, you know, not getting the top grades and then that not being okay. So we have been conditioned into needing to be perfect in order to be accepted. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of us had parents that wanted the best for us, the absolute best for us. And they put very high expectations on us, hoping that with those high expectations would, would get us, uh, the, the results that they were looking for. Right. So that it would help us as kids excel. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we can excel and exceed expectations, then, you know, we're going to get an A or we're going to get hundred percent on a test. And then that's going to enable us to have opportunities that people that get lower grades wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And then that would enable us to get a good job and make a lot of money and, or enough money to sustain ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So they just wanted the best for us, but in their desperation of wanting the best for us, sometimes they came across harshly and, um, and then they weren't there to pick up, pick us up off the floor when we failed, because, you know, when we're young, we mess up. It's part of being a kid. We just mess up and we're learning. And and sometimes we have to mess up doing the same thing several times before we get it. And, And when we don't have our parents or a caretaker that is there to pick us up and have compassion for us and, and love us, Mm -hmm. even though we totally messed up, what happens is we get 
you know, unprocessed emotion and trauma in our nervous system, which actually goes into the cells of our body, uh, which is really interesting. I didn't realize this for the longest time that trauma or unprocessed emotion is actually somewhere in our body. It's not just in our head. You know, we can't think away these things. We just, we try, try. we tend to like reminisce about something that happened and we have the same thought, like, Mm-hmm. 2000 times. Right. And all that does is ingrain it deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. So what needs to happen is that in order for us not to have that perfection gene, in order for us not to step out of a flow state, we need to figure out like what happened and where we've stored this stuff in our, in our body and then give it voice so it can be released. I mean, cause I've worked with so many clients as just you and, um, with, with, through the work that you've taught us through, it's called the core repatterning process through this process. I've worked with many clients and you, like they're 40, 50 years old and they can remember when they were five years old and the mother got mad because they didn't clean everything up, you know, clean everything perfectly, even though the little boy, little girl felt like they tried to clean everything up. And then the mom would just come in or the dad would come in. You didn't do this right. And they, and the person at 40 or 50 years old can still have that visceral feeling in the body. Just like what you're saying, the cells remember it, it's stored in there. And so the person at 50 is about to cry because they're thinking about that moment of when they got yelled at or when they got ignored and so it's a visceral feeling. And, and that is why we try so hard in the present moment when we're speaking or presenting to be perfect. <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah. so true. Um, and, and unfortunately, when we feel like we need to be perfect, right. what happens for most of us is our heart closes mm-hmm. and our guard goes up. And the more perfect we think we need to be in that moment, which which naturally means opposite of who we are. Yep. Right. Being perfect is not who we, is not our natural state, right? Our natural state is imperfection, um, but real and freedom and real. Yes. Authenticity. Yeah. Imperfection. And I'm okay with that. But then, right. But most people, you know, when they're, when they're needing to be perfect, so not okay with being real because, you know, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they don't want to be judged because they're afraid be they're judged. going to be judged, right? Yeah, we're afraid we're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the key to becoming a really captivating speaker is yes. to not be perfect. Number yes. one, to be as real as real as you can be, like the kind of realism that you are with your friends. Yes, that's the whole goal. It's yes. like the just open and quirky quirky is good yes it's okay it is okay okay. we need it we want it and being you know and and then imagine being able to be free your quirkiness your own uniqueness in the spotlight right you deserve that it's a beautiful thing it's It's a beautiful beautiful thing. thing because here's the deal The deal is, is that as much as we think that we need to be perfect for people to respect us, it's the opposite. When we are in the spotlight and we're perfect, we are not being ourselves. We're not being ourselves. We are being some other version. We are being an imposter, essentially. 
And I bet right. you putting a different probably, right. the, listen, the listeners have probably felt that before where you're like, how come when you talk in on stage or in per, or on the mic, you're somebody different? And they're like, they're, this is why. So what Lynn and I are talking about, this is what is happening. And this is why the deeper meaning of what is going on when you get out to the stage or when you're presenting, you become somebody different because you are trying so hard to be perfect. You're trying so hard to get it right. Every single word or all the content or pretend that you know it all. I mean, we just want you to be okay to be you. In the end, that's, that's why you were put on the planet, you know, yes. we were put on the planet to be ourselves. Yes. And there's something that happens, you know, we call it the spotlight effect where we get into the spotlight and then something just weird takes over our whole body, mind, spirit, you know, it's just like, what just happened? You know, needing to feel perfect and, and do it right. But when we are that way, we completely disconnect from ourselves. We disconnect from our audience. We disconnect from being in service to them, which if you want to move them, you've got to be in service to them. So the, ah, so for anybody listening to this, my biggest prayer for you is if, if you have the same types of responses, right? If you feel like you need to be perfect, if you could figure out what, what is it that happened to you? What is it that happened to you that gets triggered in your nervous system today? Is it because your mom didn't listen to you? Is it because your dad was hard on you? Is it because you were bullied in school? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Melinda, I don't know how many people you have worked with right. that have been bullied. Yeah. But wow. it's, it's huge. And, you know, when you're bullied as a, as a child, it makes you really feel like you don't belong. And when you don't belong, you don't fit in, you, you can't connect and you're and and belonging. Oh my gosh. It's our deepest need. Yeah. Our deepest need is to belong. And when we don't belong, it, it sends up just panic in our, in our system. And so, especially for anybody listening to this, that has been bullied, <laughs> release the trauma of it yeah. because there's a part of your nervous system that will never trust people. Right. Because your friends, your people, your peers, right. um, they were not to be trusted when you were young. And so something that happened when you were eight years old on the playground can literally get triggered in your nervous system today when you're on stage, as crazy as that sounds, right. it can get triggered. And when it does, then all of your energy goes to your head. You completely abandon your, your heart. You abandon your presence. Mm -hmm. That is gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Or you, and, or, yeah, go ahead. And, and uh, or you could send in like, they're not going to like me. They're not going to like me. You go into the situation thinking they're not going to like me. And you just, you, you're automatically putting up a wall without even knowing it. It's just a subconscious thing. Right. It's so true. Um, so for those who think that way, what I would love for y'all to do is just say, they're going to love me. Yeah. They are going to love me. Honestly, that's what I do. I know Melinda, that's what you do. We go in we go in. So let's just say we're doing a training, you know, Melinda and I do trainings together yes. and, 
and we always have such a blast. And before we we begin, we huddle up and we're like, this is going to be the best day ever, 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 ever. We affirm that it is going to be the best training that we have ever done in our entire lives. We don't know why. We don't care why. All we know is that that's what's going to happen. And we anchor that into ourselves. And then we're like, we don't even know what we're going to say. But we are going to be so connected with our people. We are going to be in such service to them that the words are going to come through in exactly the way that they need to hear them. And we trust. And and from that place, we're, we're able to step into that flow state and just have a blast. And the transformation happens like that. Yes. Gosh, I love that. I love that. It's so true. That's the magic. That's the beauty. That is the potential, right? That's the opportunity. So how I can sit here for a long time and talk to you about this. We could keep going and going. How, like, what do you have going on? Um, you have an interview, like a pro program. Tell me more. How can people get a hold of you? Oh, um, Gosh, yeah, we've got uh, a program called Interview Like a Pro, and that's four sessions, four 90-minute sessions. It's a group program where, where if interviewing is is one of those situations where you think you need to be perfect yeah. uh, and you erect that wall, we yeah. will help you to take the wall down, open your heart, and really connect to your interviewer right. and lead the conversation. Um, and, and do it in a way where they can actually see you in the position. So mm. they go to bat for you. Um, yeah, like you earlier about the affirmation, right? Calling it in, calling in the affirmation and then allowing also your interviewer to even see you in it. Yes. Yes. And help paint the picture for them to see it. And right. based on your past experience or just based on your excitement for the role, right. you painting that picture so that right. they can see it and imagine it themselves is really, it's really, really powerful. Most people, what's so interesting is most people will just answer the questions. Right. Okay. Melinda asked me a question. Right. And then I'll answer the question. Okay. What's the next question? <laughs> and then I'll answer that question. And, and most people they don't have a smile on their face. They're so stressed about answering the questions perfectly that they kind of mess up and they forget about the human to human connection, whether it's on the phone or on zoom or in person, it does not matter. They need to feel your heart. They have to like you like, seriously, they have to like you in order to go to bat for you to hire you. Hello. Wow. That's like a huge smart. Uh huh. I think then people forget about that because they're like you said, they're so busy trying to answer the question. The person in front of you has to like you first. So you got to open up, open it up. <laughs> Even yeah. Though- and let your quirkiness come through. Let, let your personality through. come through really, because they are hiring you as right. a person, a right. personality, not a robot to do a job. Right. So right. Right. yeah. Yeah. So you've got to be you like the, you, who you would be if you're really comfortable. Um, and so anyway, we can get you there. It's four short weeks. It's really fun. Super fun. Super cool. Cause when you're you, you, you end up talking about your skills and all your capabilities so nicely, so fluidly anyways, like it's about 
you just showing up and being able to be confident about you and your, your skills. And so that's the beautiful part about it so that you don't just feel like you're need to be perfect. Yeah. And just how you would fit into the organization and asking them questions, right? you know, what do you love about this place? What don't you love? Come on, be real with me. What's not so good because I want to know what's underneath the covers now rather than later. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just, but ask it in a way that, that, that is really approachable, you know, not intimidating, but it's like, Hey, I want to know the dirt. Um, Cause I know you got it. Right. Yeah. So, so we do that and um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff, but it's, it's all around just finding you, yeah. <laughs> bringing you home. Right. Because a lot home. of totally, because I think we're in this corporate environment or environments that does not allow that does not allow that it shuts us down with through the feedback, the criticism, people overpowering each other. And how do we be us when in this type of environment? But we need, it's time. We need more heart-centered leaders to feel good to do that and feel confident to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's like, well, corporate more than ever needs heart. Like it's missing heart and it takes courage and it takes vulnerability to share your heart. And it requires for most people, it requires a letting go of all the reasons why you have decided it's not safe to share your heart. It's not safe to be vulnerable. So, yeah. So what, wherever you do it, whether it's with Melinda, whether it's with the gal down the street or, you know, some trauma release therapist, just handle that part, handle that part. You know, Melinda can do, do the core repatterning in four sessions, in four sessions, she's able to help you release 20 or 25 events in your life that are continuing to run you. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's nothing that I've seen in my entire life. And I've been studying this stuff for, oh, probably 30 years now. Uh, There's nothing that I've seen that can release trauma like the core repatterning technique. And, you know, Melinda, you're expert at this. You're just, you're so intuitive and you're so spot on with um, why people hang on, right? And, And you're really great at at coming up with the exact words that will help them to release it all. It was all through your coaching and mentoring. I wouldn't be here without you. Like I said earlier, I feel free. I feel myself. I'm more in tune with my intuition and my body. I was so disconnected to my body because I was always in my head thinking about what to say over analyzing. And now I'm, I feel alignment. I feel embodied. I can feel myself being in here and, and experiencing around what is around me. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. That's why we're put on the earth, right? Is to have that full sensory experience. And when we're just in our head, we miss most of what's happening. Totally. Oh, I love you so much. I love you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. 
Oh, I love you too. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can think for a lot of people. No, I mean, I know so many people that owe their worlds to Lynn Kirkham, who has just dedicated her life to helping all of us unlock our, the potential in our voice and speak freely and unlock our own potential. So reach out to Lynn or myself. Lynn is, you can, do I give them your website or? Oh, sure. It's um, yesyoucanspeaknow.com. Yeah. Yes, you can speak now.com. Check out some of her programs. They're amazing. I might even see you in those programs too. I'm one of her facilitators and teachers. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. (laughs) We are free. We're free. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye everyone. Bye.